you're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, listeners of Real Presence Radio. Um, we, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're, we're sitting here in the gathering space at the Church of Queen of Peace. The Christmas trees are lit. The nativity is out, although I don't think baby Jesus is in there yet. Still Good waiting. job, Queen of Peace. They're still waiting, waiting, waiting. waiting yeah. The church is dark, but it's really beautiful when right. it's dark. Yes, yes. There's a little bit of light over the crucifix. Very, uh, you know, uh, kind of that, what we're in, right? Yeah, the, the, darkness, the silence, the cold, waiting. It's, it's, we're, and we're waiting. We're waiting for, for the Christmas. And we've been graced by the presence of Monsignor Richter with his velvety tones in his voice <laughs> ready to speak ready to, to us to and hopefully explain. take us to the end <laughs> the end of the discernment of spirits because i, don't I mean I, I i it's been so good and i jumped in like mid mid book here so i'm i'm anxious it's anxious yes we'll i know i uh, i think of it's one of our uh, most requested segments, of, <laughs> and I think of where I've gotten feedback on the most of people texting me and asking, oh my gosh, this is so good. So we are, are glad, Monsignor, that you could be back with us. Um, there's so much good content, which is why it's taken us a while you know, <laughs> to, get, to get through it, and we always want to kind of like bring our listeners up to speed and, you know, so that they're, they're not caught off guard if this is the first time. But um, maybe we just start with um, saying, okay, here's what we're talking about about right so nice. this is from the discernment of spirits book yeah. by uh timothy gallagher, gallagher. Yeah. okay i'm saying that correctly so for our listeners at home that that want to be following along or if you're looking for that book it, it's not a new book no it's a classic book uh and so you know you can i'm sure pick it up on online at multiple places amazon things like that just google that yeah. the discernment of spirits timothy gallagher and so he it, recounts in the book uh going through saint ignatius who gave us you could say these principles of discernment uh, and kind of fleshing them out for us is that correct yeah. monsignor that, that is amanda uh good to be with you so um the last three rules, mm -hmm. 12, 13, and 14, are focused directly directly on uh, who he calls the enemy of human nature. Mm -hmm. So he refers to personified evil, devil, whatever, who, however you want to call bad spirit. He, he refers to the title throughout the first rules is bad spirit. But when he gets to 12, 13, 14, he very specifically says the enemy of human nature. Mm -hmm. Focusing... Um, that, yes, of course, the enemy is the enemy of God, but in a particular way, he's envious and, and an enemy of us, human nature. So, that's and each of these rules are about a quality of the enemy's deception mm -hmm. in us. Okay, so let's contextualize it in the rules and then we'll jump into the particulars of 13 and uh, 14 Perfect, today. Yes. I'm Cause all about awareness as yes, you were saying yes. of like being aware of these movements and the voices Very and good. all that. So, yes. so, so listeners, we all need to be in order to be friends of Jesus and follow him and remain in him and remain in him and let him do his work through <laughs> us. That's what life's about. Life's about him doing uh, his great work through us by us remaining in him. And then he bears his fruit. 
right? Similar to, somewhat similar to what Mary says in the gospel today. My soul magnifies the Lord. Mm. So just as this headset and all this uh, equipment and antenna, etc., is magnifying my voice with its velvety tones uh, <laughs> throughout the airwaves today. Okay, so, so uh, Mary remains in God, and now, now God can come as Savior through her. God can come through her heart and save the whole world. And so, in order to be a true friend of Jesus and a true instrument, we need to learn how to remain in him, and this, that's what all these uh, uh, rules are about. So, we need to be spiritually mature enough, listeners, spiritually nuanced enough, spiritually complicated enough, sophisticated enough to be able to do a couple of things, everyone. We need to be able to be spiritually uh, mature enough to acknowledge that personified evil is real and it acts toward us and acts in us. And how does it act in us? By stirring thoughts, feelings, and desires. This is really important. It's really important for parents to be able to have that maturity and then to form kids in it. While at the same time, the reason I say nuanced, that at the end of the day, the activity of the enemy is not our primary focus. Yeah, we don't want to give him that much It's not our primary focus. We're not supposed to find the devil under every rock. Um, Our primary focus is the activity of God. The activity of the good spirit, the goodness of the Father, the goodness of God, who is stirring thoughts, feelings, and desires in us. Okay? But um, the, the primary focus is the activity of God, and as we uh, all know from going through this book, we receive what God does. We receive what God does. And Ignatius uses many verbs to flesh out what he means by receive, by relishing it, by enjoying it, by believing it, by consenting to it. Huh? So when you're sitting at Mass receiving the Eucharist and one is consoled and loved and God takes care of me and God provides for us, everything's going to be okay, we're supposed to to receive that. We're supposed to believe it. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to interiorize that. Uh, take it in and live out of it. Okay? So that, that is the primary focus while at the same time being able to say personified evil is real and it's active. And you don't have to, you don't have to be possessed and have all kinds of um, supernatural crazy phenomenon happening for the enemy to act in your life. That's what these three rules are about. And what are we supposed to do with the activity of the enemy, the thoughts, feelings, and desires? We are to reject them. Reject them. What are the verbs Ignatius uses to put flesh on reject? To not believe them. Mm. To not consider them. To not dwell on them. To not interiorize them. And that's a huge thing, especially for a young person. Yeah, so just thinking of how simple that sounds, you know, and the wording of, oh, I'm just going to, like, I'm I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to reject it. But in practicality, when that's happening, 
it, it's, it can be very difficult. Totally. For sure. Worry, anxiety, mm-hmm. all that stuff is, is, is not just psychological. That's another thing. Uh, listeners, we have to be spiritually mature enough to both acknowledge psychological realities. And those are real. Mm-hmm. And those need to be treated in a psychological manner. And that's what I mean by, by this. Uh, we need to acknowledge personified uh, evil and its activity. But, and, and the two nuances are, but our primary focus is on the goodness of God and his activity. And second, the other nuance is, we also need to acknowledge psychological realities. And very often the spiritual reality and the psychological reality can go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But the, the practice, the pastoral practice of the church has always been first diagnosing it psychologically mm-hmm. in regards to serious stuff. Yes. Okay. But, but when the enemy acts, which is always through thoughts, feelings, and desires, it's hard to somehow separate the psychological from that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the the um, sort of quirky language I always use is being able to believe in personified evil and its activity in us without just going to pitchforks, horns, and tails all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much more nuanced. That's right. Than that, and That's it right. seems like you know it, it's either. Like many things in our society, one or the other, we think, oh, yeah. just this doesn't happen, or it's that very extreme, right. like you said, and and much more often, it's it's in the middle and That's very right. nuanced. So yeah. the, the 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 two most common the two most common activities of the enemy that's going to and and thoughts, feelings, desires are saying something to us. They're communicating mm-hmm. to us. How does God communicate His good news through stirring thoughts, feelings, and desires in us? And the two common things the enemy is going to. Um, stir in us in 101 different ways is uh, you are alone and you are unloved. Mm-hmm. You are alone and you're not taken care of. You are alone, you are unloved. You are alone, you are unloved. This is exactly what we see happening in Adam mm-hmm. after he sins. Why, why, why is he that? Because he received, he received the enemy. And when you receive the enemy, it says to you, you are alone, you are unloved, mm-hmm. you are alone. You're unloved. And if he gets a soul to live there, he's going to, that soul is going to do very dumb things. Because it's isolating us from what we were, we were created for community. That's right. That's right. You know, and to be mm-hmm. in communion with one another and primarily with God who created us. And so if, if, if the evil one can get us to believe that God doesn't love us, we don't have community even with, you know, with our creator. Then we're in a state of despair, and he has us right where he wants us. So we immediately, we immediately, we immediately see see ourselves wrongly. Mm -hmm. We no longer see ourselves as I'm a beloved son of the Father. He is the one who fulfills me. He is the one who tells me who I am. He is the one who takes care of me. He is the one who is gazing with great concern on the needs of my heart. So much so that it makes him leap down, the sun leap down to care for me. So those, I, I just wanted to frame it yep. with those big uh, swipes. So when we go through this, uh, speaking about the enemy, we have the right, imag- right images in our mind. Uh, the, the, the way to really uh, choose 
to resist and reject the uh, work of the enemy is, is to see that it's much more subtle and much more close than, you know, the, the movies you watch mm -hmm. on exorcisms. Because imagine how often, especially in, it, it's not just young people, it's us too, but how often there is any sort, the, the many different ways you're not loved, you're not, you're alone, mm -hmm. you're rejected, whatever. Yeah, you're not good enough. That's you're right. You're not, you know, the, and then our very comparison happy society with social media and all that, you know, uh, to me that's like the devil's playground because it just says, oh, look at this, everybody's better than you, everybody, you know, you're not good enough, you're not, you know, <laughs> it's right. the constant message that they're <laughs> yes. getting and it's so detrimental, you know, to us mm -hmm. as adults as well, but, you know, like you said, particularly the young people and I know Kelly and I can, you know, attest to that both as, as moms and as those who work in the, the school system. And that really that really leads well into um, what I'm seeing as the 13th rule, which we'll talk about after we take a break here in a minute, but about the Holy Spirit conducting himself as a false lover. The love, the, the, the very thing of us feeling alone and unloved, the devil gives to us in, but this will love you instead. Counterfeit. Other ways. Yes. Counterfeit yes. love. Listeners, so yeah, stay with us. We have to take a quick break. We will be right back with much more with Monsignor Richter on the discernment of spirits. Don't go away. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Father Gabriel Wawero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sickbed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. During this year-end season of giving, Real Presence Radio wishes to extend a heartfelt thanks to all that have extended support this past year, including those that have contributed to the Real Presence Radio Permanent Endowment Fund. These funds remain permanent while the annual earnings are used to support operations. To learn more about an endowment gift, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kitrowski, Director of Advancement at 701-290-4503. Together we are making a difference. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Dear listeners, thank you for staying with us on this Thursday morning. I'm Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by Kelly Schneider. We're coming to you live from Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota, southwest North Dakota, on this blustery and cold Thursday morning, but with very warm hearts, as we are joined by Monsignor Richter, the pastor here at Queen of Peace Parish, as we're continuing our discussion on the discernment of spirits. So right before break, Monsignor, we were kind of just doing a quick review and, and contextualizing this whole idea of this awareness of the thoughts, feelings, desires, not only from God, but of the evil one as well. And so we're going to get into today the 13th rule and those last three focusing on the the nuanced actions nice. of the evil one and how he conducts himself as a false lover in wishing to remain secret and not be revealed. So with that, let's jump right back into where we were because there's so much good stuff for our listeners to hear here. Good. So as we, as we were talking, another thing, listeners, about... So it's it's a challenging thing, really. It's it's a challenging thing to be able, in faith, to recognize that personified evil exists mm-hmm. without getting strange about it, without getting too focused about it on it, without uh, th- that curious about it. Okay, we're not supposed to uh, uh, or to get um, what where it becomes sensational. Mm. Yes. That, that uh, we are to believe in the activity of the enemy of human nature according to these rules, which is much more common, um, much closer to, uh, to me, much more just in my human lived experience than these others. And as we talked about, uh, uh, not, uh, being alone, I'm alone, I'm unloved, those, those sorts of things. Another another good reason for believing it is in precisely how we are able to then um, respond to it and to stay close to Jesus in it and, and to actually um, grow in, in conversion of life. That one of the important things about recognizing it um, is it takes me out of this this strange psychological stance with myself of me kind of being in a fight with myself. <laughs> so, um, so often people will say to me, gosh, I, I don't know why I keep thinking that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep uh, uh, feeling that. And it, they, it's very helpful for them when a person who knows the spiritual life, knows uh, discernment of spirits to say well the first thing you need to understand is it's not you mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not the source of it yeah because then we're, we're beating ourselves Ex- up e- over it and e- it becomes this kind of very negative vicious cycle for example absolutely like if I'm hitting myself over the head with a club um, the remedy is a very different thing. <laughs> how, how, how to stop that is a very different thing than if you are beating me over the head with a club. Yes. Now, now I have someone I turn toward, I face, I resist, instead of like going into what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So it's about consenting to someone who's already acting rather than trying to stop myself from, from something. You know, as you were saying that, Monsignor, I just had this thought, too, of, again, that that's where the devil wants us. He wants us to turn inward, you know, and not, not to say, well, that's not coming from me, because if it's coming from me, then again, I'm unloaned, I'm unloved, I'm not good enough. You know, that's that turning inward, which is not from God. That's exactly right. You know, so there's, there's that dynamic, too, of, again, we're on that negative wheel, and and to stop that cycle, we have to, again, be aware yeah. of where is that coming from and mm-hmm. discerning that. And again, in our, in our daily, this is our daily lives, because as we were talking over break, and Kelly had mentioned of, this just came up in my, in my own life with somebody this week, used the word discernment, and they kind of gave me this look like, like that's where, what do you mean discerning? You know, like I'm discerning this decision. Yeah, I'm not in a seminary. Why am I? Why, yeah, why, why are you discerning? <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Like, you're already married. You've got, like, you got it all figured out. And I'm like, well, discernment is like all the time. It's an awareness Very good. of, you know, of what is going on in my life and what is God calling me to on a day by day and even moment by moment basis. Like, we don't wait to discern for like this big decision in our life. Mm-hmm. And the more we can be aware of that, yes. to be mindful of the workings of that, the more attuned we're going to be to the workings of that. And the easier when we do have those decisions, it will become. Very good. So, to, to recognize it, to recognize that this is the best way for me to say it, to recognize this is to recognize that the entire spiritual life is about a relationship. It's always relational. Yes. It's always relational. Mm-hmm. The spiritual life isn't about me being alone in myself, fixing myself, or some self-help thing. But the spiritual life is always about someone relating to me for my good, helping me, fulfilling me, drawing me, and another one relating to me to pull me into self-destructive uh, uh, so, sort of choices. The enemy wants to take away the relationality and leave me alone in my need. Leave me alone in the need of my heart. Leave me alone in my need for redemption. And then every th- all the wills come off. Mm. So discernment of spirits, the first step is always a relational. There's someone other than me acting in me. I recognize that someone. Mm-hmm. And I relate to them accordingly. Receive, reject. Now on to th- uh, rule 13. Yes. Or we're never going to get done yeah, with we, this. Yeah, there's so much. We can just keep <laughs> talking. It's so good. So rule, th- rule 12, rule 12, the quality. So these are about the quality of the enemy's deception. So the enemy's a liar. Everything he says, everything he stirs in us and our thoughts, feelings, and our desires are not true. Somewhat true, but at the end of the day, not true. And so the, the first rule 12 was that his quality of deception is that he inflicts fear in the heart. He moves us by fear, by intimidation, causing us, he, uh, Ignatius says, to lose heart. To lose heart. So the quality of his action is this, you can't do it, um, and uh, a d- discouragement for the most part, and intimidation. He uses uh, the image of 
um, of um, a woman in a fight with a man, we use uh, we can also use a spoiled brat, huh? But but the point is, the enemy's quality of deception is inflicting fear to intimidate the heart, to intimidate the person. Um, but at the end of the day, he's weak. And so the response to him, according to Ignatius, right, is to be firm in the beginning. To be firm in the beginning. So this, this fear, this intimidation, I'm, not, I'm, I'm struggling for words, is largely about taking away your heart, your desire for the good, your, de- your, um, your strength for it. Hmm. Huh? So, so you have your you have your daily spiritual practice. You pray at this time in the morning, um, and uh, whatever happened the night be uh, the last night that you went home uh, went to bed maybe a bit discouraged. You wake up and in there is put it off till tomorrow t- till tonight. Mm-hmm. He takes your heart away from what uh, you know is is of God. I'm thinking of it as like, you know, when, when it, when you're afraid, particularly like a child, there's that, it's almost paralyzing. Like we don't want to move right out of fear. We don't move. So in that way, like that's, you know, the voice of, of the evil one to intimidate us, like don't do anything, like don't move. Or I might mess it mm-hmm. up or I might, you know, that's sort of like what I'm just not going to pray. Like that's not going to help. That's not going to like kind of freezes us mm-hmm. in fear mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. So, so the the metaphor is is uh, this spoiled brat or this woman in a fight with a man. This isn't supposed to speak of a, a superiority by men, uh, men over women. It, it's 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 just uh, the physical sort of yeah. Where there, where there's a power differential and, so it's, and that intimidation. It's, it's silly for the man to be afraid of the woman on a physical sort of level, level. <laughs> boxing match sort of thing. Um, and so one is supposed to simply be firm in the beginning and say, no, I'm going to do this. And then the heart is restored. <laughs> the heart is restored. One is supposed to see that that is the thought, feeling, desire stirred. And so I say, I reject strongly in the beginning. And you and I have all experienced how if you don't say no in the beginning and it starts to get energy he uses, Gallagher uses the uh, image of a snowball rolling down a mountain. Mm. Um, patience, right? How one, if one doesn't put a stop to the impatient movement in the heart in the beginning, it just continues. Grows. And continues then, to grow, yeah. And then uh, explodes, huh? So that's the, that's, uh, the, the first. Number in 12. Rule 13, in Rule 13... The tactic, which we're going to talk about when we come back, is his whole approach is to isolate you mm. and be yes. alone in your need. Isolation. Don't go away, listeners. We want to not be isolated. We want to join with you in this morning. We're going to continue to talk about discernment of spirits with Monsignor Richter. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. 
heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, listeners, to Real Presence Radio. I am Kelly Schneider, co-hosting this morning Real Presence Live with Amanda Ellerkamp. We have Monsignor Richter here um, at the Church of Queen of Peace. He is the pastor. He's going to be speaking with us. Before I kick it back over to him, I want to remind you a couple things. Don't forget Real Presence Radio has the app. Mm -hmm. You can download the Real Presence Radio app. You can listen live on your phone. There's all sorts of good resources on there um, for you as well as a listener. Um, And then just just wishing our, our listeners in the whole area a blessed fourth week of Advent. Um, hope you're staying safe and enjoying this time of year with your families. Mm-hmm. Monsignor Richter, let's go right back into Rule, thir- Rule 13. 13. Yeah, let's, let's uh, do this. So, uh, once again, a quality of the em- enemy's action. So this is, this is around his activity inside of us. Mm-hmm. And he can do this, he can do this to us even without us consenting to it. Yes. But if we consent to it, it, it becomes that much more, that much more challenging. But according to Ignatius, the enemy stirs stuff in us that causes shame. The way a false lover would cause shame in a good daughter or a good wife. And so she has inside of her, gosh, I shouldn't think that. I shouldn't feel that. I shouldn't desire that. And I certainly can't let my dad know, my husband know. Uh And so the activity of the enemy is to stir stuff inside of you that makes you then, and then he says, you can't let anyone know about this. Mm. Yeah, that isolation. And this is you. So do you see the importance now of recognizing that isn't me? Uh Some, some, yucky <laughs> that's not a, a very sophisticated <laughs> term <laughs> that's the right word though but some terrible awful source is 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 um manipulating my my vulnerable humanity someone else is stirring this um, and I need to make sure I don't live alone in this. Yes, because again, we were created for community, and that's the lie of, of the <clears throat> devil, of the evil one. That's right. Like, you're alone. You're unloved. You're not good enough. So he stirs this in us, and then makes us, right, tries to condemn us in it, ashamed in it, to where we now just live alone in it. And then from there, he then uh, weaves his web of more secrets, more shame, more silence, less vulnerability, less mutual understanding. So that's his activity. Um, He stirs this in us and then says, you can't let it, this doesn't happen to anybody else. Yes, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. It's the great, the great lie, right? Like, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't tell anyone. You're, you're a yucky person. You're the only one that thinks this. You're All this yuckiness one. is actually you. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So he stirs this and then says, you can't tell anyone. And so, of course, the rule, the directive in the rule 
is one should share this. One needs to reveal this. That's the, that's the term uh, the verb Ignatius focuses on. The person needs to reveal it, but not to Oprah. <laughs> yeah, right. <gasps> yeah, not broadcast it. Not, not to just some immature, spiritually immature person who doesn't know the enemy. Yes. But he says in the rule, let me read it for the listeners. So the 13th rule, likewise, he, the enemy of human nature, conducts himself as a false lover and wishing to remain secret and not be revealed. Okay, and then he does uh, what we just talked about. And then he says, in the same way, when the enemy of human nature brings his wiles and persuasions to the just soul. So when he does this in one's soul, he wishes and desires that they be received. That's the verb, right? We just talked about that. The enemy wants to be received. God wants to be received. We're supposed to reject the enemy and receive God. Mm -hmm. So he wishes and desires that these be received and then kept in secret. How you remember as a, as a little child when you did something wrong and you didn't want mom and dad to find out all of that isolation, all of that aloneness and the fear in that? And then now in your head, you have to figure out when mom asked me about that, I got to figure out another lie to cover up that. Mm -hmm. This is exactly how the enemy acts in one's soul. Um, around bigger and more important matters than did you brush your teeth or not. Mm -hmm. So um, be received in the cabinet. But when one reveals them to one's good confessor or to another spiritual person, and now he defines what he means by spiritual person. Listen to this. Who knows the enemy's deceits and malicious designs. That one is supposed to reveal this, share this with someone who knows this. Who has a spiritual maturity. Who is living the spiritual life. Um... It weighs on him, the enemy, very much because he perceives that he will not be able to succeed with the malicious undertaking he has begun since his manifest deceits have been revealed. It's, uh, Tim Gall Father Gallagher says this is the most important rule, the fifth and the thirteenth. The mm. fifth and the thirteenth. Mm. You can see what virtue, which virtue is most needed to live rule thirteen. And, and that is humility. Yeah, to be You've, able to humbly share with right? somebody, here's, here's what's going on. I have, I have, a, I have uh, several buddies who like their humility about saying, yeah, and then I thought this, or I did this, and I say, wow. <laughs> I, I, I want that kind of hmm. humble freedom. That he, the person is not ashamed because he knows it's not from him. Yeah, just thinking of the freedom of that, you know, of instead of being shackled by the lies of the enemy and that fear that enters in and the shame that enters in with that, to have that spiritual freedom to be able to share that right. because in doing so, we are, that's how we reject right. you know, the, the workings of the evil one. Here, here's, here's, here's a common, right? Like the, the experience of jealousy. 
how shameful that is. Mm-hmm. And you don't want anyone to know. Mm-hmm. Envy. Right? Mm-hmm. Doubt. Self-pity. And you just like immediately that what 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 uh, the enemy immediately tries to do is then put you into this non-relational conversation in your head i shouldn't be thinking this i hope no one knows about this why do i have this what's wrong yeah, with how me how am i going to cover this how am up? i going to cover this up don't want anyone to know about uh, it's all him it's all him and so what is the remedy that one acknowledges it and relates it, reveals it to Christ who is with me. So I was just thinking of Monsignor when you talk about, you know, relating it to or revealing it to somebody who's, you know, spiritually mature. Uh, you know, so obviously like taking it to confession, for example, or if you have a spiritual director, but what might be some other way, you know, for good for people who are thinking, well, I don't, I don't have a regular confessor. I don't have a spiritual director right now. Or like, what? where else do I go with that? Or practically speaking. Very good. Well, thank you for bringing that up, Amanda. Right. Basically, the Catholic Church has basically sacramentalized Rule 13. Okay. How does a Catholic live Rule 13 sacramentally? By going to confession. Mm, Yeah. By humbling oneself. When it's all said and done, what keeps good Catholic people from going to confession isn't that they don't believe in it. Isn't that they don't think they need it. It's precisely the work of the enemy according to Rule 13. Mm -hmm. Shame, fear, what is Father going to think about you if you say this? Blah, 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 blah. You're, You're a yucky person that you can't let father know mm-hmm. or anybody else mm-hmm. and so and so god in his goodness knowing this created the safest place in the whole universe the seal of confession yeah precisely because he knows that the enemy is going to try to keep us from revealing and so because of the vulnerability in it so he creates a space the safest space so that the heart can be vulnerable now before him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why like, I'm just thinking about other faith denominations that don't have the sacrament of confession, you know, and, and, the, and the dangers of just wallowing in that and not being able to physically, verbally say it to another being, that, that, that there's, a, there's a solace and a comfort that comes in that that verbalization totally and and another person saying i hear you or just that the act of listening because without confession and bringing it straight to god there's no verbal or um, physical sign of i hear you i hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. and so and so we bring we bring the little things um that plague us daily so that when there are bigger things we bring those too, you know, the habits of, of going and, and the trickery of the devil and thinking, you don't have to go. Those are, those are meager little things. That's right. Those are meager little That's things. Right. But, but underlying it is, you, you, you should be ashamed. Yes. 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 Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have many 
tricks. They're, they're kind of all the same. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. Uh, listeners, we have to take a, another quick break here, but please don't go away. We are going to continue our conversation on the discernment of spirits with Monsignor Richter right when we come back. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do. For if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them. You are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, dear listeners. This is Amanda Ellerkamp along with Kelly Schneider back with you live from Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota on this lovely Advent day, though very cold and blustery outside. We hope wherever you are listening uh, to us from that you and your family are warm and well on this fourth week of Advent as we're only a few days from Christmas. We are have been joined uh, this hour with uh, by Monsignor Richter, who is the parish uh, the pastor here at Queen of Peace Parish, and we have been talking about the discernment of spirits uh, from St. Ignatius, but covering the book uh, by Father Timothy Gallagher, 
And there are 14 rules, correct, Monsignor, overall, and we have been kind of focusing on 13. Uh, but 12, 13, and 14 are all about the quality of the enemy's deception. And so we've been talking about how he tries to instill fear to intimidate us and then isolation to shame us. And so right before the break, we were talking about how do we combat that isolation in shame? So let's pick up there. Excellent. Now, I, one should find it interesting that, G, that Ignatius says one needs to reveal it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually say anything about revealing it to God, revealing it to Jesus, but that would be assumed, right? Yeah, so, that, we take, that we admit it to God. So, so, the, so the stuff that goes on in you and me in our thoughts, feelings, desires, uh, envy, jealousy, um, discouragement, pride, all that stuff, right? We are supposed to be sharing with Jesus. We're supposed to be sharing with the blessed Trinity. <laughs> Lord, right now, right now, you see what's going on in my, inside of me, in my heart. Um, I open that up to you. I give you permission to heal me, blah, 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 okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I shouldn't say blah, 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 as if that's, but you understand. So, Et cetera. So that should be happening in the heart. That should be happening in every heart. This relating to the God who is with me. This is Christianity 101. Right, as you said earlier, the spiritual life is all about relationship. Practicing so that's the presence the basis. of God. Yep. Yes. Practicing the presence of God is with me. And if I really believe God is with me, the God of the universe, uh, then I, re- I, I turn to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bring my stuff to him. You know how much, you, you really know how deep your belief that God is present with you precisely by how much you relate to him. Mm. Okay? So, um, but, but in this rule, Ignatius focuses on you reveal it to another human being, yes. another person. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. It's interesting that that's precisely the, the Catholic instinct with the sacrament of reconciliation. We don't just confess our sins to God. Mm-hmm. We just don't go straight to God, although we should, mm-hmm. also, yeah. right? But, but it's also because of who we are as human beings, the need to reveal it to another human being. Mm-hmm. One's good confessor or spiritual person who knows the deceits and the wiles, uh, designs of the en- malicious designs of the enemy. And so you asked Amanda a good question. So who does one, who, how are you how supposed do you find to find that person? Yeah, how do you find that person? Who is that person? I would say um, that most people who are doing, you know, who are trying to live a, a committed life of Jesus, the, the, their spouse would be that person. Huh? I know both of your husbands. Mm-hmm. Th- that should be revealed to them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I've been struggling with this uh, for the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been the thing. This is where he's been... Uh, active or whatever if you want to use the word attack whatever but I think that should be the the spouse should be the first person one goes to and when he says a a spiritual person who knows the the way the enemy works I think one needs to make sure one isn't thinking that just on an intellectual basis but rather by lived experience Mm mm-hmm 
by lived experience. And so one who knows, one who knows the love of, of God, the goodness of God, by that very fact, um, the, the one should be aware of the activity of, uh, of the enemy. <laughs> and so one who is living a robust Catholic life of the sacramental life, of mass, confession, um, who is, uh, you know, doing their best to, re to live a, a vibrant family life like y you guys are. Um, I would like to think that person um, would, have, would have a significant awareness of how the enemy works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when someone says this over a coffee to you, one of your girlfriends or whatever, you'd be able to say, well, you know, that's not from God. Yeah. And you also know that's not from you. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. you have that ability to reveal that, uh -huh. uh, you know, to one another and to speak, again, just that idea of speaking the truth to, to one another, because as you said, of, of the lived experience, to have that recognition, because sometimes it's difficult for us to yes. have that, you know, yes. as we were talking about earlier, it, it, it seems as if it's us, like there's something wrong with me, and that's exactly where the devil wants it. So the wisdom in having the, the humility to share this with another person is for them to be able to recognize as an outsider, oh, that's not you. Because yes. I know you, and I know yes. your goodness, and I know that that's not of you. Because we have a relationship. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And that relationship, yes. and, the, and the beauty of that, to be able to speak the truth to one another. That's right. Yeah. You know, Ignatius, in, in oh, uh, many different ways, is saying, the enemy is an abuser. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. has all the dynamics of a person who abuses others. Yeah, the isolation, the control, the shame. Just listen to me. Just turn inward. Don't yeah, tell right. anybody. That's right. Yes, that's, so, I, that's a great analogy. Let's, let's, let's take this uh, supernatural uh, relationship and uh, an analogy to human relationships. Uh, so so a, a person in a manipulative relationship, let's, let's say marriage to make it easy, Versus uh, a woman who is in a um, happy marriage. If this woman who is in an abusive marriage speaks to the woman whose lived experience is a happy marriage, th this, this happily married wife doesn't need to have read books about it. She just knows that is not marriage. Mm -hmm. And what is happening to you isn't somehow because you're a b bad wife that, uh, and, and so this person can speak to her situation uh, simply because of her lived experience of being loved by a good man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so at the heart, at the heart of, of knowing and being good at discernment, one's heart has had to have received love from God and, con and, and this is a common experience this is a common reality that person knows how to consent to the thoughts, feelings, desires that come from God and so comes to know God 
and thus comes to know the counterfeit, not as God. So that's my, uh, the short answer would be there. I would like to think there are more people than one thinks. One doesn't need a spiritual director. One doesn't need to call up a priest. Um, But to first go to one's good friend who's a friend of God, who loves Christ, loves the church. And that friend, uh, in the most simple ways, can speak right into that. Mm -hmm. Um, In the book, it's it's my favorite story in this whole book. (laughs) <laughs> it's on St. Therese of Lisieux. Oh. St. Therese of Lisieux, and uh, it's on pages, it starts on page 164, goes into 167. 164, 167. And the point is, the night before she makes her final vows, she is attacked with, mm. with tremendous doubt. So here you have this saintly, this mm. saintly young lady um, who the night before she makes her final vows, she is filled with, you're a fraud. You were never supposed to be in the monastery. You were never mm-hmm. supposed to be a sister. Mm-hmm. You fabricated all this. And th- you need to leave. This is a saintly heart. Yeah. What does she do? She immediately runs to her novice mistress and tells her about it, ashamed. And the novice mistress says, well, that's not. And then just to increase her humility, she said she uh, then went to, found the mother superior and told her about it. The mother superior laughed at her. (laughs) It was like, that's not of you. That's right. You know, that's not. How these wise, holy women. Yeah. Saying, why why are you listening to that? Mm -hmm. But when you're alone in it, it can sound really true and be really believable. <clears throat> I think of like this image of, you know, a little child, because we're talking about that fear and isolation of like sitting in your, you know, if you were in your room as a small child and you think like there's a monster in your closet or under your bed, yeah. right? <laughs> and that fear and what's going to alleviate that is to go turn on the light or open the door or run to oh, mom and dad. That's a great image. But, that's a really great but image. But you're frozen in that, right? But as soon yeah. as you do that or mom walks in or you yell for mom and dad, they come in, it's alleviate because they go, oh no, it's okay. You know, that yes. consolation of that, that's not yeah. of you. You're okay. <laughs> this The safety of that, of speaking, so it just reminds me of that, of like, turning how do we turn on the light you know how do we turn on the light monsignor uh again we're almost out of time we never have enough time but right before we go just refresh for our listeners where can they learn more uh from about this discernment of spirits so sermon of spirits timothy gallagher's book wrote written in uh 2005 but uh it's it's been amazing it's making the rounds in all kinds of circles and then he has a video for each rule Mm. on discernment discerninghearts.com discerninghearts.com yes dear listeners so uh you can tune in there just thinking what a beautiful you know as we're heading into the new year of you Mm -hmm. know if you haven't picked this up or maybe contemplating already what you're going to do for lent that this could be a very beautiful thing so monsignor richter thank you for being with us to talk about discernment of spirits uh listeners we are up uh for a quick break here but don't go away uh when we come back we're going to talk about how 
the community here in Dickinson has responded to the lack of a Newman Center on our local university campus. Find out more right after this. Don't go away. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 